This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 494 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Eco Gold. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Dr. Jenny Johnson, who runs Oak Hill Shockwave and Veterinary Chiropractic that is based in Calabasas, California. Committed to the maintenance of performance horses as well as family pets, she strives to keep the animals at their peak of health through the use of shockwave therapy and chiropractic care. Today's tip is an interesting example of using chiropractic in a pre-purchase exam. And it's from the Jumping Radio Show, episode number 77. But first, a word about today's sponsor, EcoGold. EcoGold is the leader in high-tech, problem-solving saddle pads and horse boots. And how do they do it? Science. EcoGold uses different technologies and materials to solve different issues. Innovation for EcoGold means dumping the old-fashioned, one-size-fits-all mentality. They've developed five different lines of saddle pads to address the most important issues for our equine athletes. Friction, stability, fit, security, and comfort. And EcoGold knows your equipment needs to be user-friendly as well as effective, so their products are stylish and easy to care for. And they're made in their own factory in Montreal, Canada, so you can be sure the materials and workmanship are the absolute best. Ask for EcoGold saddle pads, protective boots and coolers by name at your local tax store or visit them online at ecogold.ca. Now, enjoy today's tip. How it could be used in a pre-purchase exam, which I, I, I thought that would be quite enlightening to hear, hear this uh, and something that you've had experience with. Yes, Chris, it, it, it's a very interesting situation uh, that I've had recently and I, I did think it would be very interesting to share with our listeners um, because as you said, it's not something you would think of typically. But here's the scenario. I was called out to look at a horse uh, that had one of my clients was considering purchasing. This is a client who I've worked on her other horses chiropractically, and so she's very familiar with chiropractic and the benefits of chiropractic and how it can play an important role in a horse's care. And she was looking at a, a new horse, to purchase and was having, a, of course, a regular pre-purchase exam, pre-purchase exam done by her regular veterinarian. And she also wanted me to look at the horse chiropractically to uh, evaluate whether there were any issues that were uh, discernible on a chiropractic exam that may not show up on a regular pre-purchase exam. And I think that right there is a, is a very forward-thinking uh, way to approach purchasing a horse. This is uh, someone, as I said, who's very familiar with chiropractic, and I think that familiarity opened up the doors for her of understanding that there are things that would be perceptible on a chiropractic exam that may not be picked up on a regular pre-purchase exam. And and she was exactly right. In this case, it was a six-year-old horse that had been bred by the seller, the seller was a hunter-jumper trainer. The horse had been in their care since it had been born. And the horse came with the interesting history that it would not jump. And apparently, 
it had started some training in jumping as a younger horse at about three, but then became very resistant to the idea and to the point now where the horse would not even go near a jump. And the purchaser, the potential purchaser, was not terribly alarmed by that because she wasn't necessarily looking for a horse um, that needed to jump, although she thought it might be nice to at least have the option to jump. But that in itself was not a deal-breaker for her. But there was the consideration that, gosh, is that related to training methods if we go back and start from the very beginning and work on basics and different muscling and whatnot, uh, can we make a, a change in the horse's attitude that will enable the horse to jump or, or overcome the issues that are preventing the horse from jumping. So that, that was an interesting part of the history, I thought. The horse also was in, was in full work, but had very little muscling over the top line, over the neck and over the back. And that, for the amount of work the horse was in, it was a little surprising. Uh, again, that was somewhat attributed to the type of work that was being done. Is the horse being worked in a long and low fashion where they're really trying to develop the top line, or is it more uh, work where they're not paying attention to that and, and you know, they're doing basic hacking in the ring? Turns out it was, it was more of the latter type of work the horse was doing. There was not a lot of attention paid to really working on the top line. So that was not terribly inconsistent with the type of work the horse was getting. It didn't necessarily make anyone think that there's a physical problem that led to this situation. So the horse had uh, had the regular pre-purchase exam, and I, of course, spoke with the veterinarian that had done the pre-purchase exam, and the main findings from the pre-purchase exam were that the horse was a bit back sore. And the, the potential purchaser also had advised me that the horse was a little bit back sore. And so I went out and we did a chiropractic evaluation. I did not do any adjustments, of course. I was just evaluating each vertebral joint for the normal range of motion. I watched the horse move. I watched the horse walk, trot, go uphill, go downhill. Anything that I could see or use as a tool to help me evaluate how the horse was functioning from a chiropractic standpoint. And then I proceeded to do uh, motion palpation, which is where I evaluate each vertebral joint individually. And during this exam, everything so far had been fairly normal and, and was looking fairly good. I thought there's, you know, doesn't seem to be a huge problem associated with the horse. Until I was up on my blocks and, and standing over the horse and doing the motion palpation on the dorsal spinous processes of the vertebrae. And when I got to about the mid-thoracic area, I was moving one particular vertebrae, and as soon as I pushed on it, the horse almost fell to the ground. And this was with a fairly light touch, but nonetheless, a dramatic response to that uh, motion on my part. And it was repeatable. Interestingly, it was it was only on one side of the horse, uh, not on both sides that this response was elicited. But nonetheless, it was repeatable and dramatic. And my suggestion to the purchaser was that she pursue additional diagnostic imaging of that area in the form of uh, radiographs or x-rays of the dorsal sinus processes of the vertebrae. The vertebrae have, the dorsal sinus process is the portion of the, vertebra, the vertebral bone that extends upwards from the, the body of the vertebrae. That's essentially what you feel when you're feeling along the horse's back. People will call it the backbone or the spine. You're feeling the top portion of those dorsal spinous processes. But my recommendation was that 
actually have further imaging done and have x-rays taken of that area with the concern that there could possibly be what's called kissing kissing spines. And what that is is where you have an impingement of one dorsal spinous process onto another. And that's that's a conformational defect. Um, And my advice to her was that that in itself would be a deal breaker. And she did pursue the additional diagnostic imaging, and it turned out that the horse did have kissing spines in that area. And I just it just struck me that without the chiropractic evaluation, that diagnosis would not have been made in this case, certainly not in the pre-purchase exam, because there was not a specific hist- history of a specific point pain. Now, not to say that you couldn't make that diagnosis, say, in a lameness exam or, or another scenario. Certainly those diagnoses are made without a chiropractic evaluation, but I thought that it was very useful in this case because it did bring to light something that had not been brought to light through the traditional pre-purchase exam. And in this case, it was it was apparent only when I was up on blocks, so that I am standing essentially above the horse, pushing directly on that spine in a very specific plane. And that is not something that would be considered a normal part of a pre-purchase exam. And... You know, I, I, of course, after my initial evaluation, I spoke with the with the primary veterinarian that had done the uh, pre-purchase exam, and she also was she was actually quite glad that I was going out to evaluate the horse because she had some concerns about the back pain that had not found a specific area to localize it, and and so she was definitely on board with recommending the further radiographs of the uh, dorsal spinous processes. And uh, as I said to the potential purchaser. If the horse has kissing spines, that is a deal breaker. There are many things you can work with. No horse is ever perfect, but if a horse has kissing spines, in my opinion, for the for the uses that she wanted to do with the horse, that's a deal breaker. And so had she not had me come out and do this chiropractic evaluation, it's unlikely that that would have been picked up just because of the way it presented in this horse. And she may very well have purchased this horse and ended up with a very long and chronic painful horse and a a very disappointing outcome. And the whole case highlighted to me uh, how chiropractic evaluation can be utilized very effectively in a pre-purchase exam. And it's not something that I think most veterinarians or most trainers or owners or potential purchasers would think of. So I thought, you know, this is something worth sharing with our listeners so that it, it makes them, provides them the opportunity to think about uh, an auction like that when they're purchasing horses. Well, most certainly. What a useful tool, Jenny. And uh, um, I, I hope people listening to, will follow up because, you know, this happens all the time, doesn't it? I mean, and, and there may be many things that are hidden from a regular pre-purchase examination. Exactly. You know, the pre-purchase exam is its actually kind of like a, a treasure hunt where you're hoping you're not going to find anything. Yes. Um, but it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's always fraught with concern. Uh, and I think in most cases they're, they're done very thoroughly. And, uh, of course, there are seemingly endless tools that we can use to bring into the pre-purchase examination um, and I think each individual each individual uh, purchase situation is different, and so it, what's used in each case is a little bit different. Uh, but I think chiropractic is potentially one that that should be included in that in that list of possible additional uh, 
sources of information. Well, certainly, as you say, it is like a treasure hunt, you hope, and the, the, the potential purchaser always hopes you're not going to find anything. Please don't call me and tell me you found anything. I've fallen in love with this horse. Exactly. <laughs> well, there you go. Thanks, Dr. Johnson and Chris Stafford of The Jumping Radio Show. To listen to all of Dr. Jenny Johnson's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the Experts drop-down menu on the left. All of the experts are right there and alphabetized and easy to find. You can also learn more about Dr. Johnson's practice by going to her website at www.equineshockwave.com. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover. You can subscribe to all of the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.